Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Rude and sexy! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. However, <laughs> the dead raccoon that was in my stomach right, yeah. emitted such an odor. I mean, it was painfully bad. Where the guy sitting behind me just yelled out in the middle of class, damn it, Riccardotti, and, <laughs> and walked out of the room. <laughs> class stopped because this smell was so bad. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sorry, Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big show today. T-Bone's going to teach us things. Bone of Education coming up. Top of the 4 o'clock hour. What are we learning about today? Well, you know, Mike, I'm in an Indy 500 mood. It's all I've been thinking about this week. I'm very excited for it. So I heard uh, Tim May, of all people, talking about the former Buckeye who actually once raced in the Indy 500. And so we're going to learn a little history today about a guy who used to work right down the street from where we sit now who took a car to the Indy 500 and raced it. But he also played football at Ohio State. We'll get into more of that coming up later. I have no idea about this story. I'm interested to hear it. There is a part, too, where he, uh, you know, later on it turns out uh, he, he, he gets somebody who becomes very famous into racing, and he kind of has a hand in a lot of, like, he's not very famous, but a lot of the people oh. he worked with are very famous. Oh, Paul Newman? No. No. Oh. Earlier than that, Paul Newman, very James old. James Dean? No, before that. Guys, pretty old. Pretty, hey, pretty old. Jesus Cristo? Younger than that guy. Younger than that guy. Yeah, n- yes. All right. Younger than that guy. Younger than him. Mm. Uh, would you rather, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. We have day baseball today. Rain delay, top of the 6th. Uh, at the Great American Ballpark. I don't know why I did that. At the Great American uh, Ballpark. Great American Ballpark. Reds up on the Cubs 11-5. This game, should it resume, and I'm sure it will, has eighth-inning bench-clearing brawl written all over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of hoping for it. You had the extracurriculars, that too. I sound like Joe Namath. Last night, Joey Votto is not pleased. Throwing at Joey Votto's noggin. Mm-mm. Today just lots of runs today, lots of home runs. Today just seems like it's fixing for a brawl. Yeah, that's I I don't know about you. I I kind of like it when there's fixing a brawl. I don't want anybody getting their head thrown at. That's bad. But yeah, Reds and Cubs no likey. You can tell that. This is not a it's not been friendly for a while, but it's definitely not friendly right now. Well, that's fine. I like that. I I just said I, I that's do. One I of the perks of two teams that play 19 times a year is that you develop these relationships. And you're right; these two teams don't hate each other, and they do hate each other. Right. And they also know that both of these teams are crap. Well, there's that too. And there's <laughs> so. Let's make something of this. 
it's almost like an honor amongst poo instead yes. of honor amongst thieves where, you know, a lot of times these bad teams in baseball will say, hey, I, I know your team is competing, so we know we're bad. We're not going to just go out there and try to be the cheapest team in the world the entire series. But when the bad and ugly and gross teams play each other, then it's like, all right, I'm mad that we got swept by this team or we've been terrible this year. Now this team's terrible, too. I can't yeah, lose I'll to lose. them. I'll lose to the Astros. I understand but that. But I'm not losing to this crappy team. Well, and I'm certainly, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure it doesn't happen. We're not going to get disrespected in this series. You get disrespected by like the Astros or something, you might take it a little different. I'm just saying, I think that's that's part of this recipe that's going on. More OSU football kick times were announced today. Kick? We already knew that uh, Notre Dame is 730 on ABC week one. I keep reading these articles where it's like, did you know? These Notre Dame tickets are expensive. Yes, I, what, yes, I did. Why are you are surprised? We talking about we got a an Ohio State football team that is going to be a preseason top five, if not number one. You are going up against one of the strongest brands, whether they deserve it or not. Well, they don't come in here every single day, right? It's a big fan base. You have a bunch of well, not. I'm, I'm saying yes. You have that all going on. Those two things alone make it big. Then on top of that, it's the first game of the season. It'll be a night game. A lot of people want to go to the first game, regardless of who it is, especially if it's a big-time opponent. And probably adding a little bit of juice to all of this is that a couple former Buckeyes are now coaching at that school. That's also a little bit of a thing, too. So there's tons of storylines, tons of reason you want to go to this. Of course, the tickets are going to be expensive for that. No one should be shocked. No, I'm not shocked. And look, I'm not going to pay it, but somebody is. And that's why they're this expensive. Sure. If no one wanted these tickets, they wouldn't be so expensive. The demand is high. Uh, so here's the new kick times we have. Arkansas State, week two. Thank God they're on the schedule. That's going to be 12 noon on Big Ten Network. Yeah. All right. Excited for that. Glad yeah, I'm a, sure you are. Glad it's a noon kick at least. October 1st, home for Rutgers. This is homecoming. 3.30 with network to be determined. All right. And the other game that we got today was oh I'm sorry I skipped over Toledo Toledo I, thought, week I was three. wondering what you're going to get yes there. You're I'm sorry that for I skipped last? over Toledo well it's ridiculous Toledo September seventeenth week three seven o'clock seven p.m. Baby. on Fox oh yeah yeah I'll tell you Fox knows Ohio State pops a number they could be winning by sixty five against Toledo but they're still going to put them on in prime time on Fox well they know there's a built in audience of people that is larger than most other schools that will tune in and say, I don't care who they're playing, I'm watching this. And there's, I got I to gotta be honest, there's probably, if, if I would be shocked if there isn't some kind of hate quotient that also factors in, where you have people looking at this in boardrooms saying, now which team will the most people tune in to watch like and hate oh, watch for a quarter or two. I do that all the time, right? With the hillbilly games, I'm saying there's probably they know Ohio State's got a ton of loyal fans, and they know there's a lot of people around the country who say, "What's going on with Ohio State? What are they doing? How bad are they? And wh- what else is Fox? How overrated on? are they, or whatever? What's their regular programming on Saturday night getting on Fox? No, oh, I don't know. But then again, Nothing. I don't have any. I don't have any gauge on what people watch. Oh, come on, no, nobody watches anything. Fox has one idea. And there's, hey, let's put celebrities in masks and have them sing songs. What's on right. Saturday night? Celebrity pap smear? Where it's just, you see a vag in stirrups and you got to guess whose celebrity it is? That's well, right. <laughs> whose celebrity is? You know who's what I mean. Whose celebrity? I know what you meant. I actually, that, I hope they do that in front of a live studio audience where like, celebrity pap smear. Everybody is still, and the mask is still worn. 
You're still wearing a mask. Same panel of people. They're all like, I don't know. I got a pretty good feeling about this one. And then they just start naming names that are wrong. Uh, is anything done? Like, do they no. say anything? No, do no, they no. give clues? No. They just, well, like, they there's uh, there's one of those, like, you know, the shadowy voice distortion thing they do where it's like yeah. the person is talking, they're like, this is what my name is, you know, and they but they blur it all out and you can't actually see who it mm-hmm. is. That's what they should do. Have them talking about their career this and all that. This celebrity vag started a 90s sitcom. Well, the... <laughs> I mean, yes. It, it well, was, they give you little hints. It was there. I don't know if it was starring. I think the face was more the star. Of well, most of the I, nice sitcoms I, I, I watched. I, I don't know, know what sitcoms you watched. I didn't get to watch any of those. That was not where yeah, I. That was not where yeah, we yeah. were. We did not see that. You get different channels. Now I can't stop thinking about this. I'm sure you can't. Uh, let's transition. No way to do that. We dedicate the program today to Ray Liotta, uh, actor Ray Liotta passed away sad news what was he 67 67 years old too young for ray Mm -hmm. he was filming a movie in the dominican republic and died in his sleep no word on you know what happened there but that's too bad man ray Liotta was a good actor he's in one of my favorite movies of all time of course you know my thoughts on field of dreams Mm -hmm. and i've come across people like this either love field of dreams or hate field of dreams and if you hate it i don't want to know you i love it yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really get the hatred for it. I mean, oh, Beanie Wells hated it. Why did Beanie hate it? I don't know. He hated it. Okay. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's Beanie. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised someone hates it. But how many? Like, do you have a lot of people that don't like it? I've or? heard. Oh, I've heard. Read some stuff online. Okay. We shouldn't even like this movie. It's not even a sports movie. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I've heard all that. Well, also, Timmy Hall calls it a science fiction movie, and I, I mean, want to stick my pen right in his neck. <laughs> It's it's a it's not science fiction. I'd put it more in the fantasy genre because it's not something that's right. likely it has, to happen. It but... has fantasy elements to it, right? Where would you put the movie Ghost with uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze? Right? I mean, that's that's right, not right. that's not a fantasy it has movie. Fantastical but it's, elements. Yeah, it's but... not realistic. It's not like that's likely to happen to you. But sure, Field of Dreams or Goodfellas. Which oh, one do you automatically me, go to? When I think when I think Ray Liotta, I I think Goodfellas. And I, I think an underrated aspect of that whole performance is he was a great actor. He had some iconic moments, of course, in that film. He stars in the film. Tremendous. I, I, I adore that movie. I've always enjoyed it. But he also narrates most of the movie, yeah. which is an underrated. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do as people who talk for a living. I can tell you, like, it's easy for us to sit here and just kind of chit chat. When you're forced to go in and read someone else's writing and make it sound like you said it. That's hard to do for, you know, a couple minutes or whatever time period you have to do it. He did it for an entire movie and was acting in it. I mean, it's it's an incredible performance. Yeah. So, gone too soon. I of course also remember him from Operation Dumbo Drop. I missed that one. You should see it. Why? It was a Disney movie about I forget if I think it was one of those based on a true story. I don't know how true to the actual story it was. I want to say they were in Vietnam and the town elephant got away or the town needed an elephant or something. And so the people of this town had helped out some of the guys in the military with some thing that they were doing. And they made a promise that when I come back or bring your elephant back, some ridiculous premise like that. And so then they said, all right, we got to get this elephant. And then the military says, nope, we're pulling out boys. Get on the plane by 0700. And then 
Ray Liotta, Danny Glover are in this movie as like the guys in the army who are like, nah, that's not going to happen. We're going to get them their elephant. And then they go rogue and they get the elephant and they have to parachute it into uh, the village and they have to figure out how to do that. You know who else is in this movie? Who's that? Dennis Leary. I just want to point out. It's a Disney movie. Disney movie, PG rating, Danny Glover, Dennis Leary, Ray Liotta, three of the people who have sworn the most on movies that I watched in my lifetime, all in this movie, and they're all going, ah, frick it to heck. Like, they're just, <laughs> it's so funny to watch. Dougie Doug is in this movie. There's lots of, lots of decent actors in this movie. Identity was a good movie with Ray Liotta, John Cusack, I think Amanda Peet. Yes, that's a, that's a that very movie. good movie. That yeah. was a good one. I'm just looking down the rest of his filmography. You know what, though? He also got to a spot where it was like, anytime you need someone who's a little crazy, kind of like a icy, cold person that could you know, be a little evil, be a little mean, he would get the role. He would get the nod. Oh, he was in Heartbreakers. That was prime, hot Jennifer Love Hewitt. In I Heartbreakers. I, I, didn't, I don't think I ever that saw Heartbreakers. That is Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver, mother and daughter con artists. Oh, okay. Gene I Hackman I remember was in that the movie, ad, too. I remember the commercial now. Okay. Yeah. Copland. That was a good movie. Stallone? I know. Is that the one where Stallone put a bunch of weight on? Yes. To become like a, to look like a that just is regular person. That is an underrated movie. Copland. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Copland. The Nero's in that movie? Oh, that really? That is a good movie. Wow. Harvey Keitel's in that movie. Oh, there's yeah, he's great. Has been great. Right, I don't let's know. Pause I'm the show now, so we could all just go and watch Copland. We're doing that thing that they say on like dudes will just sit around and name people they've heard of. Well, and, we are dudes. I know, and we're doing that right now. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Uh, bad news for the NFL. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays on Olentangy River Road southbound before Hard Road. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they get things cleaned up. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown is expected. Traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Would you rather is coming up at 534. Send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Not a good day for the NFL. They uh, want a lawsuit to go away, but it looks like it's not going to. A Nevada judge ruled in favor of former Raiders coach John Gruden on two motions yesterday, opening the possibility of a jury trial on his... Uh, 
what is this? Tor- is, tortious interference? Is that that tor- word? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, like I'm going to say tortoise interference, no, like it, the turtles. I want to say the word tort in tortious refers to like courts. It refers All to right. the law. It refers to, so you're more or less interfering in legal business that you otherwise have no right to interfere in. All right, he is saying during this Washington football team investigation that the emails that ultimately got him fired were selectively leaked in order to get him removed and sort of distract from the big picture. And that is that the NFL has no control over the Washington football team, now the Washington Commanders. So he said he was fired on purpose. He was used as a diversion so Mm. the league could hide their funny business. The league was hoping to get rid of this. A judge said, nope, I find enough here where it can move forward. And so there could be a jury trial. I... I find that very hard to believe that either side would want the discovery process to be made public. I would assume there'd be some sort of settlement, but what do I know? Yeah, I wouldn't think they would want that either. It's hard for me as much as I I can understand the reasoning and the thought process behind there being some kind of uh, uh, distractionary tactic, cover up, whatever you want to call it to say, oh, yeah, remember that email scandal? Well, it was all about John Gruden. Anyway, moving on. That would be helpful to the NFL, and maybe that's what was attempted. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it's exactly great for the NFL that part of what came out of that was that one of your most legendary coaches, most visible figures, a guy who was on TV for many years prior to getting back into the NFL, that the guy who was the subject of all this, if they were doing it on purpose and they were trying to distract you, would you want it out there that like one of the guys that the whole league threw their arms around was apparently very capable of putting out some pretty heinous stuff? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people would want that out there in the NFL front office. Seems like a a bad PR campaign if that's what they were trying to do. Glenn Big Baby Davis can't stay away from the NBA mm. and it may send him to prison. Uh, he attended Monday's Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and Heat. He was seated front and center, right by one of the baskets, could be seen munching on snacks during the game. The ABC broadcast even gave him a few seconds of dedicated airtime. Unfortunately, he was in violation of his bail by attending the game. That's not great. He was one of uh, several NBA players who were arrested last fall on fraud charges, so he's out on $200,000 bail. And I guess this has happened before where he violated his bail, went to an NBA game. The judge said, if you do this again, you're going to be in trouble. So he did it again. The judge said, you have fouled out in basketball terms. If there's another foul, you're going straight from here to the Manhattan detention complex. You're going to get caught because you're all over social media. So you've got to comply with these rules. Well, then technically he hasn't fouled I out. I, I sometimes shudder when people who don't follow sports are like, let me throw a sports reference at you. It's like if you foul out, then you then you would go to jail. Yes, I mean, you're giving him another shot here. The, the NBA version of jail is you're kicked out of the game when you you know foul out. In his case, yes, he's on his fifth foul. The, this He gets one more chance to not get any more fouls. If he does, he'll be out of the game for a while. That's yeah, that's a little more apt comparison, but. Yeah, it's it's I don't know why you would think this is a good idea. The judge also told him, like, we're going to find out if you do anything because we've seen your social media. You're very active. Can't stay off of it. So 
If you're going to try this again, even if the TV cameras don't find you, we already knew you were there because of your social media posts. So don't do this again. We don't want to have to throw you in jail. You paid your bail. Like you've, you're allowed to not be out in, or you're, you're now to not be in prison as long as you don't go to anywhere but oh, no, New York I gotta, or California. I got to go. He has two states he's allowed to go to on this like release from, from prison. And right? Massachusetts is not one of them. Yes. Yeah, it's New York and California. Lot, lots to do in those states, right? I mean, you don't necessarily get to go to the NBA game because they don't have any team, at least in New York, playing, but he wants to go see Boston because he used to play there, I guess. Dick Masheter fan poll, 971thefan.com. What's your favorite Beatles album? This stems from today is the uh, 55th anniversary of the release of Sgt. Pepper. So your choice is Sgt. Pepper, the White Album, Abbey Road, or Other. I know you're such a big Beatles fan. I'll let you pick because I, I can't tell you that I've listened to a Beatles album all the way through enough to be critical of it. So. All right. Well, here's here's my thoughts. Um, some of my favorite songs are on Revolver, but Revolver has a little bit too much sitar for me. Okay. But start to finish, probably Rubber Soul is my answer. And we've actually played one of the most ridiculous songs, not even just Beatles songs, just songs of all time on this show from Rubber Soul. It is the John Lennon opus, Run For Your Life. Do you remember this song? I don't, but I got to stop you right there and say that you sang Revolver and Rubber Soul. If you were putting me on right now, I would not know. Like, if you were naming albums that are not Beatles albums, I would... I like no, I, these are real Beatles. I'm saying, what are you talking about? I've never heard... I Like, this is how little I know of the Beatles. Jesus. I am so sorry. Well, what do you want from me? I didn't grow up in the 60s. No, neither did I, but this is the Beatles we're talking well, about. 100 years old. Maybe, maybe check out you. the back catalog. I don't need to. Why? I get it shoved in my face everywhere I go. I hear all the songs. I don't, I don't sit down with the albums because they're all played all, right. all the time. So, like... Going and checking out waterfalls everywhere. Yeah. And hiking the Appalachian Trail. You'll yes. go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But wasting 34 minutes to listen to Rubber I Soul. I, dude, you I'm, may like it. I'm telling you, I have tried. Like, all right, I bought the number ones. I listened to it and said, yeah, it's not my thing. Why would I go explore the rest of the catalog if I, the number ones, all right, fair enough. I listened to it and was like, it's not for me. I get why they're great. It's not for me. Run For Your Life is one of my favorite songs because I just want to point out to you, this is the same guy who wrote Imagine. Okay. okay? This yes. song is about, if you ever cheat on me, I'm going to hunt you down oh, and song. kill you. <laughs> That's what the song this is. This very cheery song. And I, right. It's, it's sung so happily, too. It's a catchy song. I like it. Kill you, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it goes on too. I, yeah, if you want to well, hear more of, I'm gonna I, kill you. I think it's, I think it's funny because this is what happens with music all the time, right? Elvis, they're getting a new, an Elvis uh, biopic is coming out, right? Where they're gonna have a whole, you know, a new guy is playing Elvis. He's doing the hip shaking. A new guy. You said that like. Well, well, Elvis isn't playing Elvis, obviously. Okay, I He's mean, dead. like, I think it's an actor that a lot of, like, it's one of those things where it's like, and introducing so-and-so oh, as okay. Elvis. So like, we haven't seen this guy It's before. a guy who doesn't, I don't, I think it's one of his first breakout roles. Anyway, 
when Elvis first came out, just like the Beatles, there were obviously a lot of people who loved him. There were a lot of people who were like, what is this going to do to the youth of America? Fast forward to now, and people are like, man, I wish they made music like back then. Elvis, the Beatles, all this wholesome stuff. And it's like, right, we just, no, you think it's wholesome because that was what you liked as your generation or after it seems tame by comparison to what we have now. But when it came yes. out, it was revolutionary. And for some people it was dangerous. And, and I think that's funny. I think it's funny that that song is certainly edgy at the very least, but you probably would not catch a lot of people saying, we got to watch out for this Beatles music. Don't let your kids listen to it where they talk about gutting down a, a sweet girl that they that wronged them or something. Nobody would say, don't listen to the Beatles. NFL owners have to pay up. We'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find slow traffic on I-71 southbound between North Broadway and 17th Avenue. Traffic is delayed in that area. And more backups on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fix finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Elmi and Array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send on your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I have prize prizes to give oh, away. Oh, nice. Right now, I have prizes to give yeah, away. Yeah, there you go. Where is it? I don't know. Where is it? Somewhere. Teddy yelled at me because I didn't give it away yesterday. Oh, man. You Maybe give don't the take the day away. off, Teddy. I'll give the prize away. Mm. Uh, caller number 174 <laughs> right now. Oh, that's that's like, what? what do you want me to do? 174. Yep, there you go, Ted. And 74. Answer every, every call. Yeah. Should have took today off, I guess. At <laughs> 614-821-9710. Gets a pair of tickets to see Tom Segura live at the Palace Theater on Sunday. Uh, get tickets now at Seabus Arts. Dot com. There you go. Should be a good time. 174. The NFL had to pay the city of St. Louis $232.5 million because the city was suing them because the Rams up and left. The city say they violated contracts, local contracts. Stan Kroenke, who was the owner of the Rams, when he needed league approval to move to Los Angeles, said to all the other owners, hey, if the city comes after us, I'm going to pay all the money. You don't have to worry about that. Well, it turns out Stan's not going to pay all the money. Every single team had to pony up $7.5 million. Yeah. I saw that part of his logic there was he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said I would pay all the court fees. I didn't say anything about paying a settlement. It's like, oh, technicality, Boy, that's, that's a little bit of a wrinkle, right? Like, hey, guys, if I move this team and it comes back on the league, don't worry. I'll cover everybody's expenses billable hours only like not the multi-million hundreds of millions of dollars of settlement you will pay the like handful of millions i'm sure you had to pay these lawyers to do all the you know research and all the documentation and filing motions that's fine 
Yeah, I can't imagine. Not that these owners don't have it. It's $7 million. No, they have it. they they'll, don't want to give it away, though. They'll pay that for a backup center. They don't care. But, like, it's the fact that you're giving it to another rich guy in your own group who's like, hey, guys, remember that problem I created? Pass the hat. Uh, anything you can do. Be really great. Oh, and I just won the Super Bowl, too, so I'm a little scrapped yeah. for cash. Yeah, you see my brand new stadium that I paid for and all that? Remember how that all happened and I won the Super Bowl and all that stuff? Yeah. Part of the way I got out of all that whole deal, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Congrats. I wonder if that, like, did... did <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a brief limb here and say that the ownership of the Cincinnati Bengals probably feels the least good about paying this. Number one, because they hate paying for anything. And number two, because they're the ones who lost in that Super Bowl. So probably double hurt. And I want to say Mike Brown voted against the move. Mike Brown voted against it. He was one of the few, if only, I think, owner that was against it. I want to say it was two, and I can't remember the other owner. I don't remember who it was. Because either, the St. Louis was... Post-Dispatch, when there was a settlement, they got the documents. Yes. there was. I'm just saying, there, yeah, it was either Mike Brown was the only one or maybe one other. But he yeah. he's notorious for voting no on like everything. everything. When they had, I remember a few years ago in some CBA thing that came up, they were talking about expanding the amount of money that teams could spend on like cafeteria food or something ridiculous like that. And he was the only owner who was like, no, we don't need to. Spend more on food. Let them food, get food for themselves. It's like, it's your team. Don't you want them to eat like good food at the training table no. so they get bigger and stronger and help you win? No? Here's something I didn't expect to say today. Former Tigers pitcher Joel Zumaya is my guy. Okay. So the Tigers are very bad. Okay. Extraordinarily bad. Very bad. Can't Here, hit. Here's, here's the comparison. So the 1962 New York Mets, they lost 120 games that year. Awful. They scored 617 runs while losing 120 games. The 2003 Detroit Tigers also lost 120 games. They scored 591 runs while losing 120 games. Now, clearly, we are not through 162 games. But the Detroit Tigers this year are on pace to score 439 runs. Oh, my. Awful. Oh, my. Just Terrible. That's brutal. So Joel Zumaya went on social media and he posted this. Is there any other true Detroit Tiger fan as disappointed as I am on how this season is going for the team? Quadruple exclamation point. Well, I, Joel Zumaya, number 54, former Detroit Tiger, truly am disgusted, disappointed, just flat out upset on how this organization has let itself fall into a category which I thought this organization would never see again. Triple exclamation point. I'm going to say this straight out of my mouth. I can't believe they gave Al Avila an undisclosed extension. Blows my mind. They need to clean house. They need to go through the main office and start removing some of these nerds that have no clue about the good old game of baseball. The good old English D is too iconic, too spelled wrong, too great to even let fall to these standards. My apologies. I come so bold. But as they say, once a tiger, always a tiger. So I'm entitled to my own opinion, and I'm entitled to say whatever I want, whether people like it or not. Joel Zumaya, look. That's one tweet. That's a he gets a well, different he, limit was on a the char- screenshot. I didn't think you had that many characters on Twitter. All anyway, right, look, enough. man, you always want the players on your team to care as much as you. The reality is, ninety five percent of the players on your team don't care. They're they're in it for, you know, obviously they want to win. 
they care about your team while you're while they're playing for your team, but then they go away. It's a job to them, and I understand that. I get it to a point. But we always want to believe that the players care as much as the fans. Sure. And in reality, that's never really true. But Joel Zumai is telling you what he thinks. Yeah. Once a tiger, always a tiger. I would like to remind you, if you're saying, where do I know that name? Well, Joel Zumai had a, had a decent career. You know, threw hard out of the pen. Had some success. His career was also cut short because of chronic wrist injuries. How did he get chronic wrist injuries? No joke. By playing too much Guitar Hero. That's right. I forgot about. I knew. I knew he had guitar injury, or like I remember that story about him getting injured playing a video game. I did not remember it was Guitar Hero, and I did not remember that it was chronic. When uh, the sequel to Guitar Hero came out, Guitar Hero Two, the video game included the following disclaimer: No pitchers were harmed in the making of this game, except for one, Joel Zumaya. He had it coming. Wow. That's not good. That's not good for you. That's not good. (laughs) I also admire, uh, I I like his passion. He sounds like a very passionate guy about this and let him live on that. Yeah, he cares. I also admire his dedication to writing all of his social media posts like a bot is writing them for someone who does not want to actually post on Twitter. Like, I, Joel Zumaya, the real pitcher of the real baseball team that you in the city of Detroit love, do disclaim and declare that I do not like the direction of the So do you think it's team. not really him? You think it's like a Russian bot no, pretending I, to be Joel Zumaya? I'm saying not everybody's comfortable with public speaking. Uh, copywriting is a skill. Yeah. So maybe maybe he was like, I want to put my thoughts into motion but I'm I'm afraid that society is not ready for the way I like to write. I need someone to write this in a in a more straightforward way. And then maybe he was like, "Could I like just think about it a little bit?" No, I'm going to pay a bot to write it for me. And then he copy pasted what the bot wrote. Hey, it's just passion. Okay, he's not worried about grammar, Bone. Well, he's not, not writing even, literature. No, it's not even grammar. It almost sounded as if an alien was like, "How would I get the Tigers fans to believe that I'm passionate?" I know. I shall say the following, and then spit that out. I'll let him live. English is not his first language either. That's fair. That's all right. He's, that's doing, he's doing good thing. If I was a Tiger fan, which I'm not, but if I were a Tiger fan, I would appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, things have not worked out for a Michigan quarterback. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for on the drive right now. You'll find traffic is still slow on I-71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Plan on some backups in that area. And 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples offers the latest laptops and networking solutions for working from home, in office, or both. Right now, save up to $260 on select PCs. In-store only, offer ends the 28th. Limit two, while supplies last. The latest tech solutions at Staples, the working and learning store. Only at RA with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. 
It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. One of my greatest predictions of all time, because I'm a huge USFL fan. Oh, I sure. predicted that uh, former Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson mm. would be the first pick in the USFL draft, and he was. I forgot about that, but you did say that. He was the first pick by the Michigan Panthers, the first pick overall in the draft. Uh, they were not very good. They started the season 1-5, and five, and he has been released. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. got to go down as an all-time draft bust right there. First pick to outright release. That's it. Outright <laughs> release. Jamarcus Russell thinks that's a fall from grace. Not available for comment. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Leaf. Available for comment. Says bad. Yeah. Says that's bad. Uh, bad news for Shea Patterson. He's uh, he's gone now. Uh, drunk Cardinals GM Steve Keim says that a Kyler Murray contract extension will get done. He said, I just think it's a timing thing. Anyone who's done it before has done it anywhere from July to September. No different for us. We know he's under contract for another year and also the fifth-year option. He's our future. We feel that strongly. I feel like we'll be able to get something done this summer. Here's my question to you. Uh, and I think I know your answer. Are you comfortable enough, if you're a Cardinal fan, saying, yes, I want this guy to sign a long-term extension. I know what he is. He's only going to get better. And even if... You know, there are problems late in the season with this team not living up to expectations. That's more of Cliff Kingsbury's issue than it is Kyler Murray's issue. No, I I would need to see something this year. I would not be prepared to give him something this offseason. Uh, I would not want to do that. Not this offseason. You know, the, the offseason we're currently in. I yes, would not want to deal with it. Yeah, I would not want to go there yet because... To me, as much as there's tons of potential, like we've always said with Kyler Murray, we know about that potential. The question becomes, down the stretch, is he going to be durable enough, available well, that, enough, That's another good main enough. thing that people aren't talking about. Right. He's like, missed significant time every single year. He's missed time, and when he's been back, he's not exactly been great. This year, as we talked about in years past, he has had some significant weapons around him and an offensive guru running his offense and his numbers have been good, very good. But you, I don't care what your numbers are as much September, October, November. I care very much what they are after Thanksgiving. I care very much what they are when it comes time to get to the playoffs. Do you get a team there? Do you find ways to win when you get there? And that's just, we don't have enough of a, a book yet on what Kyler Murray can do. So I that might just be because he can't do that. And he's not that guy that's reliable down the stretch. But... Yeah, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking at a little bit, not that they're the same player at all, but I'm looking at the Baker Mayfield situation, which was the last guy that really got a lot of hype coming in as being slightly undersized, but he's got moxie and he'll make up for it in other ways. How's that gone? Right? Obviously, we saw how it went. That The Browns, for lots of reasons, decided to move on. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be there one year from now, but... It is possible that that's how bad it could go this year, even if he doesn't have the off the field issues that it seemed plagued Baker in that in that uh, you know clubhouse, that locker room, that whole thing. Ultimately, I don't think the Cardinals would make any sense to do this deal right now. See what he can do this year, and you may have to pay for that. You may have to pay more than you should 
if he has a great year, but at least he'll give you some better proof than what you've got now. Well, they're, they are kind of similar. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield are exactly the same person, but they both have shown flashes of brilliance, although it has not been consistent enough for everybody's liking. There were reports about both that they acted like babies. Well, I mean, deleting your entire Instagram because you're not getting your way. Well, does, and then, and then we, that could be viewed as being a little bit of and, a child. And after that, what did we hear? We heard from team sources that they didn't like his leadership, that he acted like a baby. Right. They didn't use the, the Browns terminology. We want an adult at the quarterback position, but pretty damn close. Yeah. And now, and now both wanted more money. They both wanted their contract extension. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm at this point saying with Kyler Murray, it makes a lot more sense to wait because I don't, I don't think anyone in that organization can say for sure this is the guy who wins you playoff games regularly. It's, it's unfair to say, can this guy win a Super Bowl? I know that's the goal. But what's more realistic is to say, do you see this guy winning playoff games consistently in our conference? Do you see him going to Lambeau in the cold and winning a game up there when it matters? I don't. No. Right? I mean, those that's the type of conversation they have to have before they give him that type of extension. And you're going to have to see something that lets you feel that way before you do it this season. Let me give you another hypothetical because I love this stuff because there's no answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, before the Browns went out and got Deshaun Watson, there were rumblings that perhaps they could trade for Kyler Murray this offseason. So you have your choice as a Browns fan. You sort of roll the dice with Baker Mayfield in the final, final year of his deal. So he comes back, he's your quarterback, and then what happens after this year, nobody knows. You do the same thing that you've done with Deshaun Watson. Go out, trade for him, Guarantee him $230 million, or you trade for Kyler Murray this offseason. Well, obviously, if you could pick one, which one do you take? Obviously, Deshaun Watson is a, when you know when at his peak of his powers, a better player than either I'm of not, those guys. I'm not disputing that. But I have to take everything into account that's going uh, along course. with that. I don't like at all the fact that they did what they did with Deshaun Watson, and I would not have overpaid, I think is what they did, to get him. And of course, because I don't like what went on off the field, I feel like that's, that's, so that's what my do you do? opinion. You stick with Baker? You trade for Kyler? I think no, but with Kyler you have to you have to sign him though, right? I mean, I Not assume, necessarily. You don't think so? You don't think I if mean, they're going to do the trade that like the Browns got, are going to want some kind of guarantee? He's he's in the fourth year of his his deal. You got the fifth year option next well, season. True enough. And then you know, worst case scenario, you can tag. You can put the tag on him after that. Yeah, maybe if you don't have to sign him, then I do the Kyler Murray thing. I just wouldn't want to. I I wouldn't mind seeing what he could do, right? But that would you'd find out real quick. Gets cold up there in Cleveland. We'll find out what he could do in the cold yeah. weather, big time. Not playing in a dome. Not. I mean, he'd still have weapons, but yeah, I, I would. I would do that if I were if if it were me running the Browns. That's how I would have gone. Bone of education coming up next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the drive right now. 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue, Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is still backed up in that area. Please be very careful. You'll also find some slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. About a five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. It's starting to come true. Something's going to happen in this Reds-Cubs game, I'm telling you. You called it earlier. You said this is likely to happen. You're going to have a fight in this game. You're getting guys bean now. It's happening. It's uh. It's an eight-run lead for the Reds right now in this game. It's in the seventh inning. And you have now tempers starting to flare. You are for sure going to see... I don't think that's going to be the last person to get hit by a pitcher no. in this game. And when, when Cubs, the next Cubs happens, manager, David Ross, is fixing to get tossed here, too. Yeah, he's out arguing about it, which I don't blame him. He wants to get out of this game as much as the rest of the Cubs do. They just want to get out of here, but... Probably not going to happen without a fight. Bone of education coming up in mere moments. Jeff Bagwell probably is not my guy, but when it comes to this, he is my guy. He was on the Astros broadcast. This was Tuesday. I just saw it today, though. And he has uh, picked up one of my talking points. He said, I just think Moneyball is a farce. They had the three best pitchers in baseball. You could have stuck anybody out there. My son's 15-year-old team could have been out there with those three pitchers. That's something that just drives me crazy, is the mystique and the the magic of Billy Bean and Moneyball and that entire thing. That's not to say that Billy Bean was not one hell of an executive, because he drafted well. He found young talent. Right. But if you go read that book and watch that movie, you would think that they had an entire team full of Scott Hatterberg. Like right, that's the that's right. the oh look at the genius he put Scott Hatterberg and old man David Justice out there and they went out and won the World Series. No, they didn't do any. They didn't win anything either. No, they did, they, they were won there. Some playoff games. Yeah, yeah, they were there and they had a scrappy team. They also had young talent like Miguel Tejada and Jason Giambi and the three best pitchers in baseball. As Jeff Bagwell was talking about, it's an achievement, but it's not this magic that. Hollywood has made it out to be. Well, I I even could go with, though, the idea of if you identify young talent, that allows you to win on the cheap, right? I mean, if you're really good at picking guys through the draft, like developing that talent. Make a movie about what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing right now. That's right. But that the idea that the A's were the only team that ever did that or could ever do that or whatever. No, I, I mean, I think it was a new way to look at baseball from a front office perspective in a sport that has been and still is dominated largely by big salaries and big paychecks, right? It was in an era where everyone was starting to balloon like that. The A said, ah, we're going to try it a little bit differently. And it worked out to a degree, to a degree, right? Yeah. But, but that is a very interesting point that is not brought up enough is that they didn't win because of just finding a couple diamonds in the rough. That is maybe the the little extra difference that made them better than just a really good team that never makes the playoffs with their young players and then sells them before anything happens. No, I know, but we we sort of we sort of gravitate towards that story and say, "Oh, that was magical." But if you go back and look at it, I mean, look what the Kansas City Royals did. 
they were in the World Series back-to-back years. They won the they World won Series. It, yep, in, against the Mets. Sort of revolutionized the way that teams utilize their bullpen. Oh, absolutely. Where they had the best bullpen in baseball. It was lights out. You got to the sixth inning. The Royals were ahead. They're going to get you. Great speed and defense on those teams. They didn't hit a ton of home runs. But we're not seeing movies about Dayton Moore. No, I think that's... I, I mean, I don't know what it was. Was It was, I guess, because there was a book written, right? I mean, you had a book written called yes. Moneyball about Billy Bean, and then the rights to that got bought, and when Brad Pitt wants to get involved, that's going to yeah. help you quite a bit. But, yeah, you're right. There's lots of good stories like that of, of executives and smart people in sports who figured something out, gained an edge. It got their team to be better than it otherwise should have been. They didn't have the good fortune of having a book written about them or then someone optioning the movie rights. So you may not hear about them as much. Doesn't mean they aren't also brilliant. Bone of education. Let's do it. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants because it's time for Bone of Education. Sponsored by White Castle. The new 1921 slider is finally here. Try one today, only at White Castle. All right, Mike, I'm going to start off by pretending like I'm an old-timey radio person, and I'm going to read you a radio ad. Are you ready for this? Yes. Freyer Miller, the car of endurance, brings you cooled air through air jackets, an American product imitation of no foreign car. The system of cooling the Freyer the Freyer Meyer car will really mark an epoch in automobile gas engineering. Anyway, it goes on from there. It's very wordy. But the point is, this was an advertisement from 1906 for the Oscar Lear Automobile Company, which was a partner of the Freyer Miller Automobile Company, based out of New York, but headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. Like, they had a bigger office in New York, but like a lot of big businesses did. But it was headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. That's because one of the two guys in Freyer Miller was a guy by the name of Lee Freyer. He lived from 1874 to 1938 and spent most of his significant years living in Columbus, Ohio. Um, This is a very interesting person. I was listening to Tim May's podcast, which, very good podcast, let him live. A lot on Ohio State football. But Tim also loves the Indy 500, as do I. And he had a guest on named D.P. McQuig, who was talking about, <laughs> which I love that name. That's, of course he did. That's a guy who does research. Your name, D.P. McQuig, you're doing research, you know things. This guy brought to bear that Lee Freyer, this person I just mentioned, part of the Freyer Miller Automobile Company, once played football at Ohio State. Now, again, he lived, he was born in 1874. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that when he played, uh, <laughs> there wasn't any television coverage of these games because there weren't any televisions. There's, you know, this this was before radio. All right. So we're this is quite early in the game. But he technically played at Ohio State in some capacity. There's not a lot of good records on that, but it appears that's the case, according to this DP McQuig. So I went digging a little bit more to find out about this guy's career because it turns out he should be much more known for his automobile exploits, but he's not really known. For example, in Columbus, you've you've familiar maybe with the Buggy Works building, yeah. that area right around here by the Nationwide Arena. If you've been down to the Arena District, you've probably seen Buggy Works. You heard of that. That used to be a much bigger area, and there were multiple different factories that resided in there, but one of them was a four-wheel buggy-making factory where Lee Freyer worked. And he partnered up with a guy named William Miller. The two of them led the transition of Columbus buggies from horse and buggy type of production to electric and fuel-powered car or buggy production at the time. 
This is around like I'm talking like 1890s, 1900s. In 1902, they finally began designing and building complete automobiles with the Oscar Lear Automobile Company that I mentioned earlier. Uh, that was something that just helped them out with quantity, but it was all designed here in Columbus, and a lot of it was built here. In 1905, they designed and released the world's first six-cylinder automobile. So, like, if you've ever had a car that had a six-cylinder engine in it, they were the that the first one ever built and designed to be put in an automobile was here in Columbus, and it was this Lee Frayer, former Buckeye football player. It was a 36 horsepower model for whatever that's worth. Uh, but in either case, zero to sixty time on that bad boy. Uh, <laughs> hours, I want to say. No, it's probably actually I fairly probably fast. couldn't probably couldn't get up to sixty. You know what's interesting about engines from that era? Not to be too technical or boring, but I've seen some of them because they have them on display in you know, various car museums and things like that. The like, if you, you know what a cylinder looks like in an engine, it's like a, a piston that you might see in an engine is about the size of your fist, like a really big one. They're not huge. The pistons in a like six cylinder engine, a four cylinder engine from back then, they were the size of like a paint bucket. Like they were gigantic, just huge engines that had triple or quadruple the capacity for fuel that our engines do now, but they still only had four cylinders. He he invented the first six cylinders. These are giant cars they're putting these things in. In either case, he also figured out how to air cool an engine, which is something unique. A lot of the engines back then were water cooled. Anyway, Automobile innovator is what you should take away from this. He's a guy who helped bring a lot of things into the automotive industry. This Lee Frayer goes on to say that he hired quite a few influential people to work for him at his uh, Buggy Works factory. One of them was a guy named Harvey Firestone. Who I've worked, heard of him. Worked with his cousin there at the Buggy Works. He used to do an interview show on ESPN. That's, that's exactly right. Same guy. Uh, at any case... Uh, that Firestone said, you know what? These cars are cool. I like it, but I want to go back to where I live in Akron and start making these things called tires. So yeah, he's, he's part of that Firestone group of people. So he, he had a connection to this. Also at this factory, the Friar Miller, you know, buggy works that they had at the time, a kid at the age of 16 years old showed up one day and said, Hey, I'm a huge fan of your guys work. I love cars. I love speed. I'm all about it. I want to be a part of this. I want to work here. And Lee Freyer was heading out of town on business. And he said, uh, not now, kid. I don't have time for it. I'm going to be gone for 70 weeks because it was the 1900s. And when you leave for business, you had to travel. I don't know how. Not not by a lot I'm of going cars, on right? tour. Right. So eventually, after a couple weeks, he comes back from his business trip. And the shop is spotless. This young kid is hanging out. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I cleaned up for you. And all the other people in the factory are like, oh, yeah, I heard this was your apprentice. And so Lee Freyer said, all right, fine. What's your name, kid? And he said, Eddie Rickenbacker. Eddie Rickenbacker, you may know, went on to be a World War I pilot, one of the most distinctive pilots in all of flying and all of our military's history. He had an Air Force base in Columbus named after him that is now obviously gone, but the airport's still there. Anyway, Eddie Rickenbacker started interning or you know, working for Lee Freyer. Eventually, Lee Freyer also got into auto racing. And so he started going around to these big endurance races all across the country. And Eddie Rickenbacker would join him, was like his mechanic, would help him out with a lot of things. Well, as it turned out, there was a race in 1911 where Lee Freyer said, hey, look, man, I'm getting kind of tired of doing this, but I'm going to give it one shot. This is a pretty big deal. They're offering a bunch of prize money. It's out in Indianapolis. They say it's the greatest race that's ever been done by humans called the, I guess they want to do some 500 mile race in Indianapolis. So it wasn't even called the Indianapolis 500 back then. 
but took a car out there. The Red Wing uh, automobile is what they called it. Took it out there, and Eddie Rickenbacker, Lee Frayer were co-drivers on this car. At the time, because these cars were so unreliable, you had to bring a mechanic with you in the car. So you were driving along, and your mechanic is sitting there, and anytime it broke, they'd have to get out, fix the car, and then get back going. Anyway, they finished this race, the Indy 500, and eventually, that was the that was the first Indy 500. Lee Frayer drove in that race, so did Eddie Rickenbacker. They both split time driving. Eddie Rickenbacker eventually bought the Indy 500, saved it, kept it from completely going under. In either case... A lot of the history of that and a lot of history of the modern automobile goes back to a guy who played football for the Buckeyes and built an automobile factory here in Columbus. Very interesting, but I had no idea. Thank you. Last thing I'll say there, and Mike Arace pointed this out because he had a big article about this too. Mike Arace pointed out that uh, the only reason this factory seemed to fail was because they didn't have, you know, a port nearby to ship cars and ship materials like they did in this little town called Detroit. So, Ford, obviously, and some of the other automakers up there did a lot better because they could get supplies. They could ship their cars around. So faster. who knows what uh, the future of the auto industry would have looked like if Columbus were on some water. Right. I mean, that's it. If it, it is very well the only thing that may have held back Freyer Meyer, Freyer Miller, sorry, from being the automaker that, you know, instead of Ford, Chevrolet, etc. One of the biggest names in golf is stepping aside. And uh, just to add some levity to the program, Winnie the Pooh is a serial killer. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to keep an eye out for right now. You are going to find some delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is backed up in that area. You'll also find slow traffic on 71 northbound between 70 and 11th Avenue. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Would you rather is coming up at 534. Send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Before we get to Winnie the Pooh being a serial killer... Hmm. That is a real story. Michelle Wee! I have not said that in a long time. Because she has not been relevant in a long time. But let her live. Michelle Wee! Is stepping away from golf at the age of 32. If it seems like we've been talking about Michelle Wee forever, it's because we have. I forgot this until I read the bio today. She was the youngest player to ever qualify... For the U.S. Women's Amateur Public Links Championship in the year 2000 at age 10. Wow. Two years later, she became the youngest woman to qualify for an LPGA event. So at 12, 12 years old, she qualified for an LPGA event. In 2003, 
Uh, she became the youngest player to make the cut at an LPGA event. Again, she's 13 years old. Ridiculous. Made the cut. She carried a 66 into the third round. Wow. Tying the lowest score by an amateur at a women's major. So a lot of people at that time looked at her. And she you know, golfed with men and all of this other stuff. A lot of people looked at her and said, this is female Tiger Woods. Well, right. She was so young and so good so early on in her career. You thought she's probably going to go and clean up with majors and everything else. She's going to dominate women's golf. It's going to be so easy for her. The next logical step is her playing with men. And now when you think about it, to have that type of... Look, I, I know that like the Williams sisters and Tiger Woods, they all had pressure at a young age and they excelled and that's what made them great. But to have people talking about that when you're 13, 14 years old, about stuff that you haven't done yet, that you're going to dominate this sector of golf, and then you're going to go play with grown-ass men, I can't imagine how you keep your head screwed on straight and don't become a total degenerate. Injuries sort of derailed her career. She had a, a, a child a couple years ago. So she said at this point, she just wants to stay away. And, you know, who knows what happens in the future. She may decide to come back. She's made $7 million in just her golf earnings and much more in endorsement money. So I assume she's not hurting for cash. I would think not. I mean, no, it's... How's there not a movie coming about her? There's got to be. You'd think there would be at some point. I I will, you know, I, I didn't remember at first just how young she was when she started, you know, getting to this point in her career where she could play with professional golfers. But don't forget, too, she... Came around at the wrong time. Could you imagine if she'd come around in the age of social media where, like, at, at, you know, her struggle in part was due to the fact she went to go play for Stanford. What? Let me back up. She went to Stanford to go to college and she was not allowed to compete on the golf team there because she was a professional pro. Yeah. I know that that might still be something she'd run into now, but it might have been a lot different for her if she could have gone and played, like, at some of these, you know, the open events, but not necessarily joining up with the PGA Tour or anything like that. I don't think she actually could join the LPGA anyway because she had to be 18. But because she had endorsements and all these other things, she was not eligible to play collegiate golf. I'm not saying that's the only thing that derailed her career, but I wonder if that had something to do with that added pressure and everything else that may have may have been a part of it, right? Like the fact she couldn't just go to college at least and play collegiately and maybe get out of the limelight for a little bit as she got to the age of 18, 19, 20, kind of, you know, get your feet under you a little bit in your adult life and then go and continue on playing. Maybe that would have been a little bit different for her. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was part of it at all, but it seems interesting at least that maybe this time she could have been someone who made a lot of money as a collegiate athlete if she had come around in this name, image, and likeness era. She is not calling it a retirement. She says she's just stepping away. She says if she if she plays a lot of golf, she can't get out of bed, and she can't lift up her kid. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, at thirty two years old, that's tough. So you've you've made cash. It makes all the sense in the world to step away. Clearly, she still loves it, but you also have to factor in your physical well being. And it sounds like she's doing that. So I wish her the best. Yeah, not and again, not that this all matters. I'm always interested in like the personal side of things and like. You know what has what has gone on since she's been out of the limelight. She, you said she had a kid. She got married. Do you know who she's married to? No, she is married to Johnny West, who sounds like a guy who is like a rock and roll DJ. Johnny West 
is the director of basketball operations for a team called the Golden State Warriors. Oh, all right. Okay. So he's done okay for himself in his live. life. Uh, he is the son of another guy named West. That would be NBA legend Jerry West. Is that right? Yes. All so, right. So uh, they're doing all right for themselves. Th- those two. They have uh, plenty of anything as far as money as far as money can buy. They have plenty of anything you could want in life. But I'm sure it must be difficult knowing the talent that she has, and then feeling the physical pain of all of her injury, or you know the things that her body has been through playing golf from such a young age at such a high level. I'm sure that's got to be part of the reason why she has all these injuries. All right, let's talk about the thing that really matters. There is a new movie coming out depicting Winnie the Pooh as a serial killer. Uh, yes, the this is a real thing. The movie's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm. Sure. Instead um, of Blood and Money, I guess. Right. Uh, so the original Winnie the Pooh stories, they've been around forever. Uh, these in the last five months have now gone into the public domain. If you're not familiar with what that means, they were in the Bible. It's the book of Pooh. No, that's not, that's not in the Bible. Not, well, you no. said they've been around forever. Well, no. Did I, Moses put Winnie the Pooh okay. in the boat? Uh, I don't know. He did not. As far as I know, I didn't mean to cross into that like, was Noah. I don't know why I said Moses. Moses. <laughs> I don't said Moses. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> no, there was a little Winnie the Pooh commandment. That was no, the eleventh commandment. There, no, there was not. Thou shall not wear pants. All right, fine. Winnie the Pooh, not of not around forever, but around long enough that it's public domain now. So that means you, there's no more copyrights on it. So if you wanted to do a story about Winnie the Pooh, if you wanted to write a book about Winnie the Pooh and use that character name, I guess theoretically you can. So the All people right. who are making this movie have said, "Cool, we're going to make a movie called Winnie the Pooh." Blood and Honey, all about him going on a killing spree. Uh, according to director Reese Waterfield, uh, they are in post-production of this movie. It's already been shot. It was uh, produced in London over 10 days near the forest that apparently inspired the Hundred Acre Woods and you know all of that from A.A. A. Milne, who wrote the original Winnie the Pooh. Uh, but I want to read you some of the other films that Reese Waterfield is currently working on all in right. addition to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. He is also working on a film called Fire NATO, not Fire NATO like the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, Tornado but Fire. Instead of Shark NATO. Yes, Fire NATO. Fire NATO. Uh, and then also this one for the holidays, hopefully it gets done in time. Demonic Christmas Tree. Okay. Putin's favorite movie is Fire NATO. Fire. <laughs> That's right. I was about seven seconds late on hey, that, but there you I go. thought I'd give it you to you. You got it in still. That's okay. Uh, he said, because of all the press and stuff, we're going to just start expediting the edit and getting it through post- post-production as fast as we can, but also making sure it's still good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a high priority to make it good. Got to so, have that quality standard. Here, Here's the description of the movie. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, will see Pooh and Piglet as the main villains going on a rampage after being abandoned by a college-bound Christopher Robin. Christopher, Ro- Christopher Robin is pulled away from them. He hasn't given them any food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult. That's right, folks. Piglet's in this, what too. What happened to Eeyore? Maybe that's part of the movie. Maybe we find out that Eeyore gets off. I don't know. Uh, this uh, director went on to say, because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they're going back to their animal roots. They're no longer tame. They're like a vicious pair and a, a pair. Yes, a vicious bear and a pig who want to go around and try to find prey. I see. Now, in case you're getting your hopes up and saying, oh, this this will be in theaters, right? Probably not. Jagged Edge Productions, which uh, Waterfeld, the director, runs with his co-producer, 
They made the film. IT and studios have signed on to distribute it. Release date TBD right now. But Waterfield wanted you to know, please understand, this is not going to be, quote, a Hollywood-level production. <laughs> got yeah, it. I kind of got the vibe when you said Winnie the Pooh slasher film. I thought probably not going to have a bunch of CGI. However, they did get Kenny Loggins to do the soundtrack to this. They did. Why did they get just because of the Top Gun stuff? No, was, Kenny Loggins did all the Winnie the Pooh music. He did Re- Return to Pooh Corner and what? There was an Eeyore movie. What are we talking about? That he, Kenny Loggins. He did this. Yes, he did. All, go did. go search Kenny Loggins. I Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh would have predated Kenny Loggins. Well, he, like the he, movies. He, he it did. Yes, I'm talking later stuff. Oh. I didn't know Kenny Loggins. Yeah, I thought Kenny you were Loggins, just a lot of Winnie the Pooh. I thought that stuff. was just like a weird Danger Zone reference where you were like, no, "Yeah, you're in the some Danger good stuff Zone." To with- listen to with your kids too. There's a there's a song. Let your friends be your. What is the name of the song? Now I got to look it up. Mm. If you listen to it, you'll start crying. Oh, okay. even you with your heart of stone. You think so? Yeah, I got to. I got to find the name of this. Does song. Does it involve Winnie the Pooh chloroforming a woman in a jacuzzi? Because <laughs> this movie does involve that. <laughs> well, what his, new, his new work oh, will. Yeah? Yes. Okay, good. That's good. This is the. This is not for your kids. I just want to be very clear. They do mention here, like this is this is listed in the reasons to go see this movie. Apparently, this this came that? up from the director. I gotta find the name of that song now. Okay, you, Kenny you look Loggins' it up. song. I'm telling you, you're gonna cry when you listen to it. It's you're sure it's not Danger Zone. No, okay, it's not Danger Zone. All right, got it. All right, I'm gonna find that damn song. And the Pac-12 business model is not sustainable. Winnie the Pooh should go murder the Pac-12. <laughs> They're not viable it's, as it's a conference. Really, it's not really murder. It's just it's at this point it's just kind of putting it out of its misery. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Kinnear Road at Kenny Road. It is causing some backups in that area. Please use caution over here. About a 15-minute backup is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your next credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Only the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. All right. Just so you know, I'm not completely crazy. Kenny Loggins had two albums. The first one was called Songs from Pooh Corner. The second one is called More Songs from Pooh Corner. The song that I was thinking about was called Your Heart Will Lead You Home. From the Tigger movie. Okay, we are talking about Winnie the Pooh. Just so people have tuned in, are like yes. the Pooh Corner. You say yes, we're talking about Winnie the Pooh. Type of get your mind out of the gutter. We don't do we that type to? of programming. Oh, I, I got you. Okay. Although I did propose a show on Fox called Celebrity Pap Smear, <laughs> where you you got to figure out who's in the stirrups without seeing their face. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Fox. Not ready. That's too hot for Fox. Too hot for Fox. Too hot for TV, well, baby. Come on, nothing's too hot for Fox. That's well. It used to be that way, but I think Fox is mellowed in their old age. I don't think. Well, put it on. Put it on cable. 
Yeah, that's, you can. Fox not mellow on cable. I know people don't believe us when we say this, but it is 100% true. If tomorrow, I don't know, name your channel, right? Uh, Hallmark Channel wanted to show hardcore pornography. Mm-hmm. They technically could. Now, all the cable people that like let them be on their cable system might say yeah, absolutely direct not. TV will drop them. Right. I mean they but they could they could theoretically do that and not get any fines or anything from the FCC because that's not that's not the FCC's domain. They Correct. only care about over the air stuff. Anyway, back to you. Uh your heart will lead you home. I I dare you. if you have children, I dare you to listen to that song and not get weepy. Please listen to it and report back. Thank I will you. I will do that and I I will tell you I am I am a big weeper. Oh, I'm I I am my my daughter is today graduating from preschool. What an accomplishment. We never thought she'd do it, but she stayed away from drugs. Didn't Good. get pregnant and that's, here she is. That's excellent. Good for graduating her. from preschool. But she's got her little ceremony today with the cap and gown and stuff and sadly I cannot make it cuz it's starting, you know, before I get off the air here. Right. But, there's part of me that's glad that I cannot make it because I would just, I would be a mess. Oh, I would be a blubbery mess. I, we just had not, I mean, I've been to probably a, at least a dozen recitals by this point between the oldest two and my youngest is only two and a half. So we're going to be a while before she even starts in that stuff. But I, I, it's been years. I'm used to this. I've been to many recitals now. And yet with my kids, when they get up there, playing piano, singing, whatever they're doing on that particular recital. It, the whole time, I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm just looking up at the ceiling. Try not to, it's like, it's two or three minutes. It's not even like it's this huge, long time. And it's where probably I have, not pleasant crying either. We're just like, there's a little, little tear. No, it's, it's like Wizard of Oz, disgusting crying. I wish I could be like the, the Native American man they had in that, that commercial. The litter, that, litter. Yeah, yeah, the Dole Litter campaign. where they it, was an, just, it was an Italian guy. But. Okay, but it theoretically the yes. idea was it was supposed to be someone native to this country who was saying don't but he made a stoic face and then one single solitary tear that's what i would be fine with that i instead corners of my mouth go down my eyes instantly fill with water my nose starts running out of nowhere i don't even know why the nose is involved in the crying part of this but i yeah it's 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 a mess i am a mess every time so I understand your pain there buddy. teddy you are not allowed to play any of that song what do you mean does he it- have it well, he'll find he'll find it and he'll play it. Now, oh boy! You're counting castles in the clouds and little tunes. You're gonna see two grown men right cry. Rise, the summer fades away. Everything is different and everything is changed. Is Spotify gonna kick us off? I I already thought of it. And on your own. And far from home. Do you say we're in the danger zone of playing this? Is that what's happening? You know, just think of your friends. Man. The ones who Yeah, this is the you're dancing at the wedding and they play this song when dad and daughter are dancing and yeah. I don't know how the dads who have done that, I don't know how you keep it together. I'm I'm telling my daughter to elope. Do well, it without just, me. No, you got to get comfortable with your feelings. No, you just got to you got to be in touch with crying. I, it's okay. I am in touch with it. I just don't want other people to see it. You got to get over that because it's then you're going to miss out on all the good stuff. Uncomfortable blubbering. I know, but I'm the same way. I don't. I don't know why. 
Like I, I know, I know why I have the feelings, but I don't know why it is so manifest physically on my face. Like I don't know why my brain can't just be like, "You are really proud of them. You are really no, happy for everything that's happening." Because here's how my brain works. Okay, you want to get inside my brain? Trust me, it's not pleasant. Here's how my brain works. So, mm. like it's it's Christmas time. I put a little train set in the basement. Right, a little Polar Express train set. Samantha's down there with me, and the train's going around the thing, little choo-choo noises, and she just starts randomly singing Jingle Bells, and it's the cutest thing in the world. Right. You would think in that moment, I would be full of joy, and oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at my daughter's magical time of year, all of that. Instead, the only thing that's going through my mind is, I'm going to be thinking about this when I'm in the nursing home, and I don't know what the hell is going on. I just go right to the end really? of life. Really? Yes. That, I can't have any joy. Instead, I go right to, this is what I'm going to be thinking about as I'm dying and I think about death. That's very interesting because I, I feel like you and I both are very emotive when it comes to our kids. Because if you're saying you blubber and cry over things like that, I mean, I do it too. But I'm always doing it in the sense of like, I'm so proud. I wish I could get up and tell every single person in this room how much I am proud of my kid for what they're doing. This is all going to be over. Wow. That's where I go. I'm saying like if someone saw the two of us sitting next, like say your daughter and my daughters had a recital or something like that where I tend to lose it and we were sitting next to each other and we were both sitting there crying. They'd be like, wow, these two guys are feeling the exact same emotion. We're not. We'd be feeling completely different. Your reaction is much more normal. Well, I, I am on the other fine. side of it where I'm just thinking about, well, I'm going to be dead soon. This is it. I'm going to be dead. We're all going to be dead. And that's why I'm crying. I see. Because it's all over. It's all going to be over. She's moved out. She's married some guy I hate. Are you sure that isn't subconsciously your brain trying to like punch you in the shoulder and be like, toughen up? Like, you know, like an older brother would when you see you like crying, like, nah, stop, man. You're going to make me cry. Like, is your brain trying to be like, uh, uh you're going to die soon. Don't cry. Like, are you trying, is it trying to like, get you away from the crying by doing I that know. i don't think so okay i'm anyway, just trying to that's help. where my brain goes i'm sorry what did i tease because i got to none of Pooh it. corner no i tease oh the pac-12 business by the oh. way scott tweeted in thank you scott he said poo corner like when you're stuck in an elevator yes <laughs> that's right good call scott i like where your head i at. cried when i was stuck in an elevator with torg for a different reason mm. that well that was because you also were thinking of steven tyler and his song Love in an elevator. I was in an elevator with Steven I know you Tyler. Were, me and that, my mom. But that's not when you... I would hope you weren't thinking Steven of that Tyler song Steven Tyler wrote the song about my mom in the <laughs> elevator. Bent her over. <laughs> what, was the, what would your mom sound like singing Love in an Elevator? Is there any chance we could How hear that? How come Steven Tyler doesn't do a series of Winnie the Pooh songs? I, well, I don't know. How would Steven Tyler sing something like that? Sounds like you've got a good idea. I, I don't. I oh, don't. Okay. Good. Me neither. He just went, he went back to rehab. Yeah, he I just did. saw that. Yeah, he did. He said he, because uh, I guess he had foot surgery, and then he said while taking all the pain meds oh, for that, he, tough, had, he had a little issue. And I, yeah, right. Like some people want to be like, oh man, how do you not have that under control? It's like, because well, you can't. Well, because it's an addiction. These guys have been on, like, Tom Petty had to have hip replacement, right? So, I mean, he also wasn't a choir boy when it came to drugs in his life, but he was taking painkillers because he had a degenerative hip. Right. And unfortunately, one of those pain pills had fentanyl laced, and that's how he died. Same thing with Prince. Debilitating pain. Yeah. Took pills for pain, had fentanyl in the pills, died. 
Jeez. Steven Tyler had foot surgery, needed some pain meds for the foot surgery. Now he's addicted to pain meds. I'm just saying, life is more nuanced than just stay away from drugs. I know, right? Well, it's almost like some of that stuff didn't really... Uh, some of the ways that, that was taught to us as kids wasn't exactly as nuanced as it should have been. All right, pack 12 things. I'll get to it next, I promise. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Kinnear Road at Kenny Road. Plan on some backups in that area. About a 10-minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. Traffic report is sponsored by JCPenney. At the JCPenney Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on. Plus store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Plus save up to 50% on select home items. And for all former and active military, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. To show a valid military or VA ID at checkout, shopping is back. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Pac-12 is hurting financially. Pac-12 network is bad. Oh, I hadn't heard. Except it's the only thing I've ever heard about it is how awful it is. On Tuesday, it was uh, estimated the payouts for the Power 5 conferences based on figures revealed last week by USA Today. Uh, the Pac-12 is estimated to pay out $19.8 million per school. Hmm. For that's, comparison, the Big 12 so cool. is the next lowest, and they're at $35.6 million per school. That is incredible. Embarrassingly I mean, bad. Well, I remember we have talked plenty of times, rightfully so, about how the Big 12 might not be long for this world. And it's fair to point out that Pac-12 has more member schools than the Big 12 does. But that's still a ridiculously low amount that you're paying out, regardless of how many schools you have. It's especially having your own network it's that's not how that's supposed to work uh the pac-12 at the end of 2020 had 14.8 million subscribers a number that is likely to be lower now compared to around 50 million for btn Uh, btn is pegged at 54 million subscribers like i just said pac-12 is 14.8 probably a little bit lower pac-12 network's the Plactel Network receives $0.13 cents per subscriber per month on cable channels compared to the Big Ten's $0.59. Cents, yeah. Which is, look, that's that's a demand issue right there. I mean, At one point, ESPN was up to like 7 or $8 per subscriber. I don't know if they're still there. So the Big Ten Network obviously isn't at that level at, what did I just say, 50 $0.59? Cents. $0.59 cents per subscriber. But when you factor in that the Pac-12 Network is at 13 cents per subscriber. That's unbelievably low. I feel like the old leadership of the Pac-12, I'm not going to say the new leadership with uh, Klievkov as the new commissioner. I don't know if he's this dumb, but it feels like the old leadership of the Pac-12 was basically like, I know what we'll do. 
let's pay people to watch Pac-12 Network. That'll get them to stay. Like they just had no good ideas with that thing. Their their biggest problem, at least to start, I don't know if this is still what's causing their issue, but not only do they not get enough people to care about their product, which is bad, but they then also do not own the rights to like I let me take that back. They don't have they have all the overhead and all the expenditures. Big Ten does not have any of that. Big Ten Network partnered with Fox and said, you handle studios, you handle personnel, you handle camera operators, talent on the air, all that stuff. You then get the license to use our our Big Ten and all that. We still have a partnership. We work through this. But you take care of all that, and we don't get as much out of the deal. We have to split profits with you. But you handle all the headaches of hiring people, finding the right people, getting studio space, all that. Pac-12 Network said, no, 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 no. We're going to take all that on. And then someone probably raised a hand in a meeting and said, do any of us know how to do this? And the answer back was, how hard can it be? The answer is extremely hard, and they've sucked at it. Well, for a long time, too, a lot of people looked at Pac-12 Network and said, well, there's still a baby network because the Big Ten Network started in 2006. So, of course, they're much farther ahead of us in terms of revenue because they've been at it longer. Breaking news, Pac-12 Network, 10 years old. Oh. Right. They're 10 years old. It's, it was founded in August of 2012. They are 10 plenty, years old and still a disaster. Plenty of time to be able to figure this out, right? I mean, I'm, I don't think that's being cruel to say that at this stage in the game, you should be able to distribute more than $20 million per school. As, as insane as all those numbers are, right? Because college football numbers are insane. When you have schools doing twice and three times that almost, it, it's... It's it's a non-starter for competing financially with those other schools. Now, of course, I don't know that Stanford, USC, UCLA, Oregon, they're all hurting for money necessarily. I'm sure they're doing fine with tuition and all these other things. You but think they're satisfied with this? There's no way. I'm sure they're there's not. There's no way they're satisfied with this, with, with the amount of money that is out there to be made in college football and for them to be screwing it up this badly. Look, two conferences I think are, are just prime for disaster. And that's the Big 12 for reasons we know. Because their two top dogs are defecting to the SEC. And I think it's the Pac-12 because of this. Oh, sure. I I don't know how this is sustainable. Especially when you're talking about when the Big 10 signed this new media deal. Yearly payouts of $60 million per member school. And you got the Pac-12 putzing around with $25 million. How How could you live like that? It doesn't. It doesn't factor in, Mike. I don't. I don't know what their. I don't know what their thought process is on getting out of this either. Do they have any solutions that they've been putting forward to say, "Here's how we're going to fix this problem"? Because if they have, I certainly haven't heard them. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash causing slowdowns on Kinnear Road at Kenny Road. Plan on some backups in that area. You'll also find slow traffic on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on a pound of strawberries, just $1.49 now through May 31st. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. 
Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I uh, picked up some Chinese food last night, as we do every single Wednesday. Yeah. How was it? It was great, because I got extra food. Oh, what happened? So I went to go uh, pick up my food. The person in front of me that was picking up their food, they gave their name and their phone number. The nice lady behind the counter said, that'll be 16-something. Right. And they just looked at her and said, no, I don't want it, and then walked out. I guess because they didn't realize how much it was going to be, or they didn't have that amount of money. Wow. I don't know, but she sort of rolled her eyes, and she knows me. I'm a regular customer. Mm-hmm. She said, would you like some extra food? <laughs> and put their food in my bag. Wonderful. I'll take it's, it. I mean, it's already made. They can't go put it back. You know, I mean, it's what's done is done. I thought maybe she'd give it to some of the workers in the kitchen or something and say, here you go, eat this, but... She gave it to me. Maybe she was expecting you to say, nah, give it to some of the workers in the kitchen no. who could eat this. And you I'm just a selfish, like, Thank you. badass. I, I will, will take, take it. it. Yeah, don't don't offer us food if you don't want it to be eaten. Because I am I will, I will like, playfully demure once, and then I'm all in. Like, I, if it's like, you want some pizza? It's like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Well, and Christian gets on me because I'm, you know, I'm fat and disgusting. Why did you lose some weight? And sometimes I go out with the intention to lose weight. Like, I'll come in here, and because we work at a radio station, just like, you know, pizzas will show up here. Yeah. And it's like, well, I was planning on eating healthy today, but it's free pizza. It'd be rude of me not to eat of the course. pizza. Right. I Why? go have lunch at uh, Loops. Sure. One of our favorite places, and they know me in there, so I order something with the intention of being good, and then my order comes, and there's magically a large fry. Oh, of course. That right. I did that I didn't pay for. Of course. But they just put it in there. What am I gonna do? Not eat it? That's rude. Yeah, I know. That would be if you threw it in the trash. That's can you imagine rude. looking looking Jim or There's one of those guys in the eye? People in the world. You can't do that. You can't just throw food in the trash. No. See, that's what you're doing. You're you're saving humanity by eating all the food. Well, I know it makes no sense because if I throw it in the trash or if I eat it, it doesn't matter. Those starving people are still not gonna get it. No, but you feel at least like, well, I ate the food. That was its purpose. Yes. Its purpose was not to go in. I didn't waste the food. Basically, what we're saying is its purpose was not to go in the waste yet. It will all end up in waste. It will all be waste. But first, it must pass through my filter of me. (laughs) That's really all we do is we filter food when you think about it. That's our lives. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. More Buckeye football kick times were announced today. We have uh, the Arkansas State kick time. Thank God they're on the schedule. Week 2, September 10th. That will be noon on Big Ten Network. Week 3, at home against Toledo, September 17th. That is 7 p.m. on Fox. Night game against Toledo. And then homecoming against Rutgers on October 1st. That will be 3.30 on network to be determined. Yeah, I am not excited about the 7 p.m. Toledo kick. You know who else is not excited about it? Oh. Paul Keels. No, why would he be? When that came out today, he looked like he wanted to kill himself. Well, you know who else is probably not excited about it? Uh, Ryan Day, everyone over there who has to get the players ready to go for the game. The players themselves probably are not. Maybe they're excited because it's a night game and you get a little bit of an atmosphere, but... It's, it's going to be no, an atmosphere for five seconds, right? I mean, not. I'm not saying that in a bad way about the fans at Ohio State. I'm just saying, it after this game goes the way you think it would after a quarter or so, all that 
you know, stuff you had in the pregame and it's a night game and all that stuff, that that's kind of going to go isn't away. a night game with Texas in the house. They're going to run out of that tunnel. There are going to be 15,000 empty seats there for Toledo. Probably so. I, all, all I know is this. I don't need to see any night games unless they involve teams that are in the top 10 or, you know, like if it's Penn State, well, maybe Notre they're a little Dame, down. Week one. That's a right? night game. There's I your get night it. game, 730. I'm just saying, I, I can imagine that Ryan Day looks at this and goes, I know I know they have to do what they have to do, but he's probably thinking, yeah, I don't really want to try to motivate these guys all the day to say, like, all right, just try not to get too over your skis for Toledo. we got to pace ourselves, right? I mean, it's, it's just going to be a weird couple of days after starting with that Notre Dame game, right? Then it's, what, Arkansas State and then Toledo? Yeah. That's going to be a couple of weird weeks, right? Where if they beat Notre Dame, which I hope they do, then you would think you'd have a couple games where you can pretty much almost do anything and end up with a W. Now, they can't think that. The coaches can't think that. But you and I can say that because we know that's probably the case. So you could come out of those three games feeling very supremely confident given that you had one big win if you do get it. And then you're going to play two teams that probably, if you play a normal game, you blow them out. So I would think that's going to be a weird way to start the season is what I'm saying. Usually you kind of build to that first test after a few easy ones, this one will not be that way. I was looking at the schedule today, and I, I knew this, but I guess I, I forgot it. Do you know the date that Ohio State is playing their second road game of the season? This season. I'm going to guess it's uh, fairly late in October or something like October that? October 29th wow. is when the Buckeyes will play their second road game Take of that. the season. First one is October 8th at Michigan State. Because it starts with Notre Dame at home, Arkansas State at home, Toledo at home, Wisconsin at home, Rutgers at home. Then it's at Michigan State on October 8th. Then the bye week. Then home against Iowa. And then the second road game of the season at Penn State on October 29th. Yeah. It gets a little bit challenging there in the second half of the schedule. It's going to be a little weird. In theory, it does. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, maybe Iowa will be nothing this year, but they always seem to be tough. And then, yeah, you've got a couple decent road games in there. That that could be interesting. Uh, things have not worked out for a former Michigan quarterback. Shea Patterson was the first overall pick in the USFL draft by the Michigan Panthers. And he has been told today to go become the night manager at the Sitco. And told to go away. The Michigan Panthers are 1-5. Of course, Teddy knew that because... He's the only person that I know who watches the USFL. Have you watched any Michigan Panthers games? Oh, I know Jeff Fisher is the coach, and I'm surprised they're one and five. I figured they'd be like 500 because that's what he's known for. Well, he's working towards that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Shea Patterson's dead. Well, glad you predicted that. Who could have seen that precipitous fall from grace coming, though? I don't think anyone could have. Michelle, we. Announces she is stepping away from golf at the age of 32. Seems like we've been talking about her forever. Because we have. She first burst onto the scene when she was 10. She first qualified for an LPGA event when she was 12. She made the cut when she was 13 years old. Ridiculous. She was playing with men when she was a teenager. She had a lot of injuries, but still made a lot of money playing golf. She says that at this point, though, at 32 years old, She's got a hard time getting out of bed. She's got a hard time lifting her young kid up. So she's stepping away at the age of 32, not ruling it out, coming back, not calling it a retirement, but 
let her live. She's been around the block for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to think about because I feel like so many people consider golf to be the type of game that you play when, you know, physically your body starts to break down, you get older, you know, a lot of lot of older guys take up golf, right? And they play yeah, it well into their they're 70s. They're not any good at it, but no, no, that's the difference. That's That's exactly right. The torque you have to generate to actually be good at it and over a long period of time, right? Especially her doing it at such a young age where your body is still growing and forming and she's already putting those extreme forces on her body as she's trying to like, you know, go out there and compete. Well, let's let's look at it this way. I mean, I would imagine that it's got to be not not the same type of wear and tear, but if you play basketball from the age of five to the age 35, probably I'm talking at a high level professionally, collegially, yeah. et cetera. That's got to be a lot different than just playing backyard basketball or pickup basketball here and there. Let's look at it this way. Part of her problem is she has tremendous wrist pain. Why do we tell eight-year-olds not to throw breaking balls? Because their joints are not fully fused yet. Mm-hmm. And you could be doing long-term damage. She's out there playing high-level golf at the age of 10. Right. Is it any coincidence that her wrists and joints are bothering her? I would guess not. It's the equivalent of going out there and throwing curveballs all day every day when you're eight. Yeah, and I'm not saying that she's 32 now, right, you said, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that that's not 50, but for someone who's been playing at a high level as she has for so long, I wonder if that's, you know, a lot of people get in their late 30s, early 40s, maybe it's your late 40s for some, but suddenly it's like, you just start moving around and, and one day everything hurts more than it ever did. And you're like, when did this, when did I get old? When did this occur? I wouldn't be surprised if someone who's played as long as she has had that moment happen sooner than most. And so that could just be what it is. She's gotten to a point now where it's not worth it to her and, and rightfully so. She's had a very successful career, maybe not as successful as we all thought it would be, but still more successful than most golfers could ever say. And so who did you say she was married to? Uh, Johnny West, who is Jerry West's son, who runs Jer- Johnny West, runs the Golden State Warriors. So, All right, let them live. I mean, yeah, they're, they're very successful couples. Each NFL team owner is forced to pay for Stan Kroenke's big mouth. Stan Kroenke is the owner of the Rams. When they moved out of St. Louis, Stan Kroenke said, "Hey, other owners, if you approve this move." I guarantee that I will pay anything I have to pay to get out of this St. Louis deal. So don't worry about it. If they sue us, they're not coming after you. They're just coming after me, and I will pay for it. Well, St. Louis did sue, and they settled for something like 230 something million dollars. And instead of Stan saying, let me pick up that tab, especially since I just built my $12 billion monstrosity and my team just won the Super Bowl, I'm going to pick up that tab for you. No, each NFL owner had to pay $7.5 million. Now, they're good for it, but you know that was a tough check for Mike Brown to write. Oh, man. Could you Especially imagine? since he opposed the move in the first place. He opposed the move. His team lost to that team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And on top of all of that, I mean, Stan Kroenke is a much better dresser. It has to be said. Someone Brown, living under a bridge right now is a better dresser than Mike Brown. And this is coming from someone who regularly dresses like a slob. I... I don't know how Mike Brown is allowed to walk out of his house. How like no one around him who cares about him is like, hey man, maybe maybe not the uh, ball cap and blazer look today. No, because he sells the ball cap. He's got oh, sponsors on his cap. That's right. Don't you remember? He does Wednesday's outfit is brought to you by Vitamin E pills from Andrew Lessman. <laughs> There's also like I don't know if you've seen one of his one of his sons 
looks just like him. But like same style, everything of like tucked in pants and it's not great. It's not a good look, man. Tucked in pants. Not, you mean no, tucked shirt, in shirt? Shirt tucked into pants. Wait, how do you tuck in pants? No, like I'm not doing it justice. He has like a. I'm just saying, it's not a good look. I'll find. I, it's. I can't describe it over the radio. Right. He looks frumpy. Frumpy. The rundown. We also dedicate the show today to Ray Liotta. Passed died at away. the age of sixty-seven. I remember him from Goodfellas. You. I mean, we remember I mean, him from he, all he's these in movies. A lot of stuff. Yes, but. To me, when you say Ray Liotta, I think of Goodfellas. You think of Field of Dreams. I think of both of those movies, but Field of Dreams is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. And I love Goodfellas, too. He was also in Copland, which I enjoyed. Identity, which I enjoyed. Ray Liotta was one of those rare actors where everything he played, he just played a version of Ray Liotta. Well, yeah. But he pulled it off. He was good at all of it. I'll say, at least in Goodfellas, I think... With with that performance, he he does one of those things where yes, it's over the top and it's ridiculous, and you wonder how someone could ever live like that. But like, there's there, I think that's part of why I see him in other movies. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's kind of acting like Ray Liotta because in that movie, he just it looks like that's the person he is. They just filmed this guy, right? Like I don't ever get the sense that I'm watching someone act. So for me, that's a good sign if you're an actor. So. May he rest in peace. Too bad that he has passed away. Why didn't a trade between the Browns and Panthers happen for Baker? I will tell you. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Kinnear Road at Kenny Road. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I do want to very just quickly point something out because okay. I don't want there to be confusion. All right. We have uh, dedicated the program today to Ray Liotta, actor who passed away at the age of 67. We did not say anything on yesterday's program about 21 people being gunned down in Texas. And it's because we try and be a distraction to you. So just know that we're just as sick to our stomachs as you are. Yeah. But, you know, nostalgia about an actor who died and maybe talking about some of the movies he was in obviously does not compare. But we're trying our best to give you a little bit of entertainment from the crazy world. 
Yeah. So don't think yeah. that we don't care because we do. I know. I, I will just take this moment to say, though, for, for 20 seconds, then we'll get back to fun and frivolity and stupidity, or we'll try to anyway. I, I don't care. This is not political. I'm not going, I'm not saying this is this. I've seen politicians across the board say this, and it is mind boggling to me. Every time we have one of these horrible situations happen, we hear from politicians who say, someone needs to do something. We have to do something. We have to be better. Well, I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll vote harder next time. What do you want? Like, we've all gone to the polls and voted. And yeah, we probably disagree on some solutions. You know, maybe we're on different sides of the political aisle, but the politicians who are saying to us, we've got to do better. I'm going to call one of my senators. Oh, wait, I'm the senator. Like, Go do something now. Like, figure something out. I'm not the one who ran for office to be there in these critical moments to fi- figure out the solution. I'm not telling you what the solution is. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm telling you we should all be sick and tired of politicians who say to us, the people who elected them, boy, well, I wish we could all figure out a solution. No, you do it. That's your job. Our kids are the ones going to these schools. You guys are the ones who are supposed to be in charge of fixing these problems. So get to it and fix it. Don't yell at each other through cameras. Don't go right on your blog or on your Twitter about how you're so heartbroken and all this stuff. Get in a room with the other people that you can't stand in whatever government building you work in and say, all right, I know we hate each other, but let's fix this for the kids. Let's put aside our R's and D's and there's an I in there, whatever. Put all that aside and let's fix this. That's what I'm asking. All right. Anyway. Now back to stupid now. Back to you. I feel like we have to. (laughs) There has to be like a transition. Like from normal time to what we do. So here's our transition that we speak nothing of it. All right. Now we're now we're now we're done. Thank you for that. All right. Why didn't a trade between the Browns and Panthers happen? We have heard it was about money and that Baker's contract was too expensive now there is a new report saying exactly how much the Panthers wanted the Browns to pick up. Yeah, I, I find like this is being reported as if it's news. And I know why it's being reported as news, because we have the actual figures and numbers. I also think if you asked most people to guess why this trade didn't happen, who followed the NFL and who know the situation, I think most people who followed it would say, probably because the Panthers wanted the Browns to pay way too much money for Baker Mayfield's salary. And the Browns said, no, we're not going to do that. And if that was your guess, you're exactly right. Baker Mayfield is guaranteed $18.8 million this season. According to John, or I'm sorry, Jonathan M. Alexander, my guy, Charlotte observer, your guy. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Thought you knew him. Well, we're, we're both Jonathan's. So, Oh, you, you guys all know each other. Yeah. All Johns and Jonathan's know each other. <laughs> I wish it was Jason Alexander who wrote for the Charlotte Observer, but it's Jonathan Alexander, so I'll let him What look. does Vito Stellino have to say about it? Something with phlegm. Oh, I gotta tell you something. Kenny Loggins makes me cry every single time. All right, well, hang on. Let me just tell you what uh, Jason slash Jonathan Alexander... I can't wait to see the movie about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> killing people. The, the Panthers wanted the Browns to pay a lot of money for Baker Mayfield's salary that then he would not play for the Browns. 13 to 14 million dollars is what they wanted. The Browns said they would have rather paid much less than that. And then the Panthers said, well, that's what it's going to take if you want to trade this dope. And so the Browns said, well, we don't want to trade him that why, bad. Why didn't you just do it? 
I don't know why. I don't understand. Why didn't you just do it? Well, I'm saying, though, when we heard that this was so close and imminent and everybody was thinking, oh, he's going to the Panthers, and then it didn't happen. And then everybody's like, why didn't it happen? I think everyone pretty much assumed it was because the Browns wanted them to pay, wanted, wanted to have to pay some money, but not as much as they were being asked to. And the Panthers were saying, we know how desperate you are because you've already made your bed. And, and the Browns don't have a lot of leverage, do they? They're the ones who, number one, have this guy on their roster and decide they don't want to play him. Probably for good reason with Baker Mayfield. But they they made that choice. That's choice number one. Then they went out and signed a guy who has some problems off the field into Deshaun Watson. That's problem number two. They then gave that guy tons of guaranteed money, problem number three, as far as negotiating. Because now when you come to these other teams and go, hey, man, we want to unload Baker Mayfield. They're like, cool, we don't want to pay anything for him. Browns are like, that's too expensive. They're, everyone's response in that situation is, right, you just paid that guy $230 million. You've got the money. Eat it. And you have no, you have nothing else. If you want to get rid of this situation, I'm not going to pay any more than I want to to get you out of your bad situation. So I don't blame the Panthers at all for saying pay $14 million of this guy's $18 million salary. And the Browns said, no, we don't want to do that. Uh, Lane Kiffin says that Nick Saban will never retire. He was talking to Sports Illustrated. He said, people always ask me when Nick Saban will retire. Before, I said, not for a long time. He's driven and he works like he's 30. Now, I say never. Why would he? You get the best players, have free agency to pluck the best players. He'll be there forever. He might double his championships. Well, uh, Nick Saban does strike me as a type of guy who will coach until he physically is unable to breathe on this earth. However, he is 70. There is an expiration date on this guy. It's called death. Well, It's right. going to get I mean, all of us. That's, that's, I, I would hope for his sake he does not coach himself literally until death. But it would not surprise me if he coaches a lot longer than people would usually coach at his age yes. and success level, right? I mean, that's the other part is a lot of people by this point would have said with the career Nick Saban's had where you're considered the greatest coach of all time to do your job, they would say, well, I don't need to do this anymore. Nick Saban's not built like well, that. Well, here's some quotes from Nick Saban back in January. He was asked about retiring. Here's what he had to say. By the way, this guy's the greatest coach of all time. It doesn't mean that as a human being, he has it all worked out. Because I read this, and I actually get sad for Nick Saban. He was asked about retirement. He said, retire for what? I'm going to jump into an empty abyss? What am I going to do? That's sad, isn't it? That's I mean, a, an empty abyss. A 70-year-old man who presumably loves his wife. Look, I like coming in here and doing the show with you guys every single day. There's going to be a, come a time, I hope it's sooner rather than later, that I have nowhere to go and I can spend all day with my wife. You know, I, I, I enjoy her company. I enjoy just going to Target with her. That's how I knew I was going to marry this person. When the mundane tasks were enjoyable because I enjoyed spending time with her. Right. She works, I work. We both look forward to that day where we don't have to and we can spend the day with each other. And I assume that Nick Saban has grandchildren to enjoy. At the age of 70? One would think. You know, he's been coaching forever. Maybe there are places in this world he would like to go see. Stuff that he would like to do that he hasn't done because he's been in coach recruiting mode for his entire life. And the fact that he feels he has nothing, he has nothing outside of his current job, that's sad. All the millions of dollars he's made, that is a sad individual right there. Well, it is. And I'll, I'll say this. It may, it may not be just limited to guys like Nick Saban. There are, there are plenty of people of his generation who... 
they are fully prepared to retire, they are excited to retire, or maybe they're unable to retire because they didn't make enough money or the money that he has in their life, and they're still working. But there, I think, a good number of people that are his age come from a similar background as his who feel like if they stop working, they stop having an identity. And you're right. That's sad. And I don't think that's just limited to guy who coaches at high-level football team. I've seen it in my own family. People who, when they retired, they were like, so now what? I'm just worthless? And it's like, no, no, you're not worthless. You, you, you had worked a, your whole life to worked, enjoy this. Yeah, but I but I, I feel like there was a thing. And I'm, for some people, maybe you still feel this way. Like, please don't if you do. Like, you're not worthless just because your job isn't working out or whatever. Like, I, it's But it shows you, right? Nick Saban's got more money than God and has won more football games than any other human probably that's ever wanted to win football games. And he's looking at it going, if I, don't, if I stop now, there's an abyss. Yeah. An abyss? <laughs> abyss. What's the term he abyss. used? So I, he said yeah. an empty abyss. It can yeah. ha- I'm saying that could happen to anyone if it can happen to Nick Saban. So, you know, self-care is important. Take care of yourself there. Would you rather is coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find traffic is building on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some slowdowns in that area. And more delays expected on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. About a five-minute backup in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a long-term career, Ace Hardware is now hiring. We're recruiting for warehouse positions at our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great paying benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. Pecan Pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, or anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. You've got a badge that says Bikini Inspector. They, I don't know. They if that, will give you a discount. I don't know if that works, but might not hurt to try. I guess. Chasing Times asks: Would you rather have to go to church, but Snoop Dogg is the priest, oh. or go to school, but Jack Black is your teacher? I'll well, go you to know school what? With Jack Black, I I would go to I would go to Snoop's church. I think that'd be I'd I'd be very entertained by how that all goes. I will say Jack Black. I think you've brought this up too. School of Rock. Jack Black character not as not as fun and frivol- frivolous as I thought he was. Like, no, go much back more and of watch like that. an annoying. Like you're kind of a slacker loser here. This Happy is not Gilmore good. was that same way. Where I really enjoyed Happy Gilmore back in the day, and then as an adult, I went back and watched it and said, "I hate Happy Gilmore." Mm-hmm. Right. Toxic B says, "Would you guys rather go on a cross country RV trip with Ted, Timmy, and Leanna, mm. or you all go to the Indy 500?" But you have to share a suite with Jimbo and the Billies. <laughs> P.S. That would be an awesome band name. Jimbo and the Billies Jimbo is great. and the Billies. That's good. Now, uh, go ahead. What would you... Because I know well, this cross, is more stuff you would hate to do. Cross country. That's a... 
That's a long time. Indy 500, that's just a weekend. So I'll take that. I, I, I love the Indy 500. I'd love to see it from a suite. But I would treasure the time with you and Ted and Timmy and Leanna as we go see Mount Rushmore. And I don't know. What else would we do? Well, Leanna would only go on yeah, an RV trip if it was within three blocks of her house. <laughs> That's right. Jordan says, my guys. Chubby time! Would you rather for the rest of your life have to eliminate using either a fork, a spoon, or a knife? And for purposes of this argument, sporks aren't allowed or don't exist. I'm not, I'm not quite sure I understand this one. What are we talking about? You have to eliminate one of those things. I still don't get what we mean by eliminate. Like, you can never use it. So oh. would you rather never use a fork, a okay. spoon, or a knife? I thought, okay. It's gone from the earth. No, no, no. I got it now. I thought he meant like eliminate, like go to the bathroom. And I had a real tough time because you guys were just like, yeah, you know, eliminate. I like go to the bathroom. What is yeah, that? Like eliminate, like an eliminate. You never heard that term? Like, never mind. No. That's a thing. I'm so confused. Okay. I was confused. We got participles dangling. All right. Uh, I will get rid of. I'm going to get rid of the spoon. Yeah. Because I could do most of that work with a, with a fork. Cereal's going to be tough. That's well, then I, I just, saying. I eliminate cereal then. All right. <laughs> that, I don't know what sentence, to say to you. That sentence threw me for a loop. T-Bone's nature account says, my guys. Common man, would you rather have T-Bone go to Colorado and tell you how great it is for the whole <laughs> summer? Would you rather have T-Bone take your wife's side on every argument you have with her, no matter what the argument is? That's a good one. Um, Go to Colorado. Tell me. Everybody else tells me how great it is. That's fine. That's great. I'm I'm up for going. I want to do some 14ers. Let's go. Uh, Lady Gaga's meat dress says, what's cracking my hose? You're going to see Graham, Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack. Would you rather have a Duggar dude poop luge oh, with all no. the male oh. members of the Duggar oh, family? No. I hope that it doesn't include the one oh. that's going to prison for oh, 12 and a half no. years. No. Would you rather have extra long pubic hair? Let's go. I already do. Braid it up. I'm not. No. I don't want anything to do with the Duggar family. No, I'll take the extra nope. long puberoonies. Yeah. Uh, what do I got? Jason says, my guys. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. Would you rather bring back the McDonald's bagel sandwich forever, but you can only eat fast food breakfast at McDonald's, or bagel sandwich is gone but you get to eat fast food breakfast anywhere. I understand that other places have breakfast. I've had them. I've tried them. To me, if I'm going for breakfast, it is only McDonald's. So that's my choice. Um, yeah, I think I'd... I I would like... No, I'd rather I'd rather get fast food anywhere. I don't anywhere, need a bagel huh? sandwich that bad. I do like... I like a lot of different breakfasts. I'm good with that. Uh, Stark's Hall of Fame beef... Man. ...says... I can't say what he said. You says. can't say that. No. Uh, but my guys. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing. Would you rather be able to have all international fast food menu items, but no staples like a Big Mac, etc., hmm. or be stuck with the normal American menu for the rest of your life? As much as I would love to have the international menu, if you take a Big Mac away from me, I have no reason to live. <laughs> that may be a little dramatic, but for me, uh, it's true. I would. You know what? I, I wouldn't want the Big Mac to disappear for other people. If it was just me... I would take the international fast food, but I would take one for the team if it meant Big Mac goes away for everyone. So, no. Uh, David says, my guys. I want to kiss you. Would you rather have a world without Buckeye football or a world without every other sport? 
Also, what is a double dude poop luge? Sorry, buddy. You got to listen to the show. I can't tell you. Yeah, I, I really can't either. Um, I mean, it's every other sport. I love Buckeye football, but I, I'm not a one sport fan. I'm a sports fan. Plural. Yeah, but so I'll take away Buckeye football. Well, go ahead then. Right, take I'm away take, every take, other. Take it away. Every other li- sport. That's fine. I'll live in a world with just Buckeye football. That's By the way, good. David says my daughter picked up saying double dude poop luge and won't stop saying it. Well, well, make her know, stop. I don't know what the hell. Unless your daughter is of age. All right. All right. It's bad with you. Yeah. Right. Uh, Vito Stolito says, my guys. Johnny idiot face. Would you rather have to give up all... I will read this like Vito, by the way. All right. Would you rather have to give up all access to the internet for life? Or every time you go eat something, you find really long, greasy hair in the food, and you can't see or take it out before eating? Mm. Hashtag, I love porn. (laughs) That's... Uh, I, I'm probably going to have to eat the food. Even with the long, greasy hair. Well, I'm already eating less, so might as well keep doing that. I don't know. Giving up the internet. You know, I think we'd all be better off. We would be better off. But I, if I could sign society up for that, yes, but we, I would do it. But it would just be me. Yes, it would just be you and everybody else would be like, I didn't say a thing. Yeah, it's all over the internet. And you'd be like, I don't have the internet. And then they'd be like, I don't know why there's all this greasy hair in my food. And you'd be like, well, I don't have that problem. Uh, Alex says, my guys and gal. Absolute drunken orgies. Uh, Would you rather spend a month marathon training with T-Bone's Pittsburgh friend Mm. or do the show with Skip Bayless as your co-host for a month? Marathon training. Yeah. You could have said anything else there. Well, you don't. And I would think they you're not going to have to like run 12 miles a day or something. You just have to start like that'd be all it is. Uh, what I got so many more I cannot there's get to guys. I cannot Thank get to all these. Thank you guys for all these tweets. This is incredible. I there's pages of these. Yeah, I want I want to point out to all of you that even though I can I do not have the time to read these. I'm going to force myself to read them all later, and I will ask my five year old all of your would you rather questions. I don't think you can ask and see what she has. to say. I don't say. know if you can ask all of them to your five year old. Just reading through a few. See of them. what she has to say. This okay. is going to be our dinner table conversation okay, tonight. Good. All right, that's I'd fine. Pick a winner. Uh, oh, we're done. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with whoever came up with the uh, term uh, Jimbo and the Billies. That one was uh, Which that one was, was that Toxic B. I think is that Toxic B. There you go. Toxic B gets a fifty dollar gift card to Pecan Pennies. Yes. Yes. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. There are some rain showers moving throughout the area right now. This could be affecting the visibility of the roadways and creating unsafe conditions. Please make sure to slow down accordingly, especially around sharp curves. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hull. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Man bone, happy Thursday. I do want to point out that Timmy was hard at work today because he is putting together Buckeye Replay. It starts on Saturday, right? That's right. Saturday at 3 o'clock and then every Saturday... After that, at 3 o'clock, and we've upped it to three hours. Yes, Saturday from 3 to 6. So if you're out and about on Saturday and you're saying, you know what? I miss Buckeye football. Well, good news. We're getting you ready. And this year, we're replaying every single game from the 2002 National Championship season. So this week, it's Texas Tech. Texas Tech. That's right, because that was the week one game. Classic. Yes. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff and Wes Welker. Oh, let him and thir- Mike Leach was already into his third year. That's how, God, it just seems like time flies. I would have thought, if anything, that would have been his first year at Texas, Texas Tech, or maybe not even there yet. But third season for Leach. And we have Paul Keels and Skip Mossick from the radio crew, who Paul sounds the same, by the way. Like, I talked to him today. What did you think he was going to sound like? Well, Prepubescent? I just, I, not necessarily. Hi, welcome to the 2002 Buckeyes. I'm Paul Keels. Oh, My a- balls haven't dropped yet. Maurice Claret runs it in. Yeah, I mean, no, Paul sounds like Paul. I know, but 20 years have gone by. Some little changes can happen to your voice, no. but not him. But it's just, you're going to love it. The 30-minute pregame show that we put together. The factoids and the things that these guys remember, Bone, because oh, I know. they were there. And they're they're into their quarter century. I mean, Skip's been here longer, but Paul, I think, is going into year 25. This might be year... I think this might be year 25 for Paul. Oh, really? On the call. Yeah. Quarter century. I know in talking with Paul over not just that, but like anything in radio, because he used to work in Cincinnati at a station that I used to listen to. Detroit, too. Yeah. But like I I knew of some of the people that he would have worked with because I listened to this station many, many years ago. And I was asking him like specific things about this person or that person. And he would have like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Like, I remember this. I remember that. And it's just... I guess that's what I would do if someone asked me about places I worked years ago, but it's weird when it's stuff that is, you know, a little more popular than maybe like the Christian music albums I used to play. I remember specific stuff about that. He remembers it about cooler things like national championships for the Buckeyes. So that's great. Let me tell you something. I'm the most cynical SOB on the planet, but I will tell you without hesitation. Buckeye replay is my favorite thing to listen to on our air. Yeah, it's, it. a, it's a it's a great. You're a and big nostalgia guy. And aren't you? I, I love it. I love the old games. I love the little tidbits that we throw in there. That's like pop up video, right? Because Keels will come in and he'll tell his stories, and you'll give us some tidbits, Timmy. I uh, I had to make decisions on certain things to leave in as far as imaging, and I left a lot of that stuff in because I feel the listener would appreciate that. 
Oh, you mean the old, yeah, old promos so, that we had? You know, it might not, it, it might say something's coming up on Monday. Clearly, it's not coming up on Monday. Oh, but and, I like that, though. Yeah, right. I did, too. I thought that sounded cool, like Buckeye Replay coming up. Or, sorry, Buckeye Roundtable will be coming up Monday from 7 to 9. And, from the Frickers yeah, in Dayton. <laughs> right. Or it's me and Jim and Kirk Herbstreet on that episode. Mm, it's just to hear, right. I love stuff like hear that. Hear the names that are on that and just, yeah, even some of the sponsorships too i'm not going to go and cut out all that stuff because you know there's a million of them in a college football radio broadcast anyway i like like that there were promos that said things like listen on monday as we discuss alex rodriguez can't miss hall of fame prospect then you're like oh that (laughs) yeah that actually did not work out after all what do you know jr got kidnapped we're talking saturday From three to six. His his mom got kidnapped, not him. Catch it here on the fan. (laughs) What is is coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? (laughs) Oh, that's right. We have a big, big Buckeye show. Joey Lane is back after his Wednesday night golf league kept him out. I was going to say, what was he doing? Hanging out with (laughs) Ted yesterday? playing golf and having some Popeyes with Ted at the airport course. Hoops week continues. Mark Titus, Club Trill in the first hour, 619. And the Holt Man, 719 in the oh, second Oh, the Holt hour. Man. Oh, That's right. Bury yep. the Mark lead Titus and the Holt Man. We didn't bury the lead. This was just how the how the show was built. No, I All mean, two hours count. You got both. Those are great guests right, yeah. but the Holt Man, right? I think That's Holt awesome. wanted more time to get to the 7 o'clock hour. There you All go. Right. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, we've heard the term Sharknado. Now there is a Sharkano, but this is not a movie. This is a real thing, oddly enough. NASA satellite has captured the moment a massive underwater volcano erupted in the depths of the Pacific Ocean. This volcano, called the Kavachi Volcano, well known to scientists following a study they did there back in 2015. What they found was they knew this this underground volcano existed. It was fairly active. It spews ash and debris all over the water in that part of the ocean. The ocean has a lot of chemicals in it that come from the earth, obviously, but stuff that would make it hard for most sea life to survive. However, they found not only was there abundant sea life, there were sharks that swim through this superheated, sulfur-infused, acidic water around the volcano, and they appear to live around the volcano and swim up to its surface and around it. This very much surprised the biologists who were studying it. So they've been tracking a lot of the fish, trying to understand them better, and the only thing they can come to is that they think these, these fish have somehow mutated over the years to be able to handle these very different characteristics of water than what you would normally find. Now... That volcano has erupted. And so from a NASA satellite, you can see big plumes of ash and things like that under the water that have now made it to the top of the surface. Residents in the neighboring islands who can see the ocean to this point have said they are regularly inundated with smoke, ash plumes, things of that nature. So it is a very active volcano, but apparently these fish survive and live around it. So in any case, if you... uh, are hoping that sharks never fly out of an underground volcano and land on like your car or something. I got to tell you, there's a greater than zero chance that that could happen, depending on where you live. Mm. Thank you, Bone. You're welcome. Buckeye Show's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays on I-70 westbound after West Broad Street. It is causing delays in that area. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. About a 10-minute slowdown as things clear up. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on a pound of strawberries, just $1.49 now through May 31st. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. From the- oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day (laughs) I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah for almost 20 years it's called amateur Pecia (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about it for a second good job (laughs) and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills like my hair will just fall out in one day all of it yeah well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, "You're I I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a hulu skirt on it like no i'm not gonna do that different look and you can't shave it all the way no you can't be totally bald you look like a clan member thanks you you would you would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald i would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you yeah but don't you just stop what am i supposed to do i'm bald like i just you have that look to you a fat white guy there's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's 
going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just it's fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I don't. <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 